from the rising of the sun, your name is indeed to be honored. For your name is a strong tower, the righteous run into it and they are saved. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your name. Thank you, Lord, for the name Jesus. Today we celebrate the name Jesus. Father, as we study your word, Lord, speak, O God, to us. Give us a word for this week, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Take your seat in the beauty of holiness. Welcome to the Pleasant Word Service. Thank you all those, um, the choristers, the pastors and singers, every one of you who came before I came here, thank you for making the service quality one, spirit-filled. Amen. How many of you are blessed? How many of you are already blessed? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Uh, this morning I was at our La Paz church. Uh, Apostle Stephen and his wife Eunice are doing amazing work. So I spoke there before I came here. Amen. They, they have a very pleasant church. And I truly, truly, truly enjoyed worshiping there. So we've been doing a series on the 12 laws of influence. Because I believe that God is raising men and women here to make impact on this generation. How many of you believe that you are going to be impactful? Amen. Today we are looking at law six, which is the law of prayer. The law of prayer. The law of prayer states that you are as powerful as your prayer life. You are as powerful as your prayer life. Before 2016 or before 2017, Ekufuado, President Ekufuado, was an opposition leader. And he asked that we vote for him. That when it comes to power, he will make some changes. Now, the former president, John Mahama, is in opposition. And John Mahama is asking us that when I come to power, I will change Ilevi. You see, you see that all of them, they need power to make changes. You, 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 you are here. Without power, you can't you can change anything. For there are people in this church who believe that where the puppet is, they don't like it. It should be at the other side. But they don't have the power to change it. I have the power to change it. I'm the bishop. I can, you can come to church one Sunday, the puppet will move here. I have changed it. Do you understand? In fact, there are people who feel that we should change the name of our church. If I, if I'm, if I get the chance to become bishop. We used to be called Sheepfold Chapel. Isn't it? And one day I changed it. Power. You may not like, some people didn't like the fact that I changed the name from Sheepfold to Pleasant Place. But I have changed it. Power. Power they talk. Do you understand? Okay. Now, even in the, in, in, in the world, they believe so much in power. Because the whole world is about power. Who you have, you, who you have power over. The thing that you can control. Without power, everything controls you. So you need a certain amount of power to be able to make things happen. 
How many of you want to be very powerful? Okay, powerful. Amen. Now, there are different types of power. Okay. This is something is called reverent power. Now, one of the reasons why I can make changes here, and even people who don't like it, will still see me and smile, is because they revere me. Okay? Because I am their bishop. I've handled myself probably very well in the sight of some people. So I have built what we call reputational power, reverent power. If Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams walks to church right now, I may stop preaching and I will ask all of you to rise. Even I don't have to stop preaching. And I don't have to ask you to rise. You will ask me you, by your attitude, I have to stop preaching. All of you will get up and start clapping and start making noise. Do you know why you all get up and start clapping? Reverent power. By his position, by his achievement, we give him a certain level of power, of power over us. It's called reverent power. Okay? Now, there is also another type of power called expert power. Yeah, yeah, expert power. So there's a short guy in my office. He's called David Agbo. He's a very powerful guy there because the whole world now runs on IT. And he's the IT expert there. As the IT expert there, he's in church now. He comes here like this. He's, he's a very short guy, but he's very powerful because he has an, he has an expertise that we all depend on. Okay, that's an expertise that we all depend on. How many of you have seen Judah showing his power? Eh, hey, because Judah is a sound guy. He has some technical expertise. As I'm speaking now, if he decides, you will hear my voice. I am dead. Okay, so he has certain powers in the church. Even though I am, I am the bishop, but he has certain powers in the church that can determine things okay it's called expert power i run a crab business school the money is mine but andy is the accountant and sometimes i want money to be used for something Andy will say that we can use this money for this and we can use this money for this we have to use it for this i'll put it down for this my own money but there is someone who when i knew andy was was in primary school when we got connected to the mother today andy can tell me how i should use money or what money i can use and what money i cannot use because he's an accountant he has an, he has expert power okay he has expert power people come to me because they know that when it comes to leadership, I'm an expert. And people who are very revered in this country, both in the corporate world and in the church, they'll come to me and say, Bishop, I want you to help me set up, set up my leadership. And I will tell him what they should do. He say, yes, sir, we will do it. Expert power. So there are people like that who are, who are experts. And so it's nice to have reverent power. It's also nice to have expert power. 
There's not what we call legitimate power. You see, I didn't, I didn't undermine anybody to be your bishop. I've risen through the ranks. Some of you have been with me for a long time and you know how I came here with nothing and I've risen through the ranks to be where I am. So my power to pastor this church is legitimate. There is no dispute over it. Nobody is saying that he killed somebody, undermined somebody. You all believe that this man has legitimate power. Sometimes, mommy's mother wants mommy to do something. She will call me and say, oh, Bishop, Bishop, I want your wife to come and do something for me. I'm asking permission for your wife to come too. You see, I've married mommy very well. She's not my girlfriend. She's my wife. There are boyfriends here who want your brothers and sisters to ask them permission before they, they talk to you. They are nobodies. Don't mind them. So I have legitimate power over mommy as a result of the covenant of marriage. I was telling the first service that sometimes I am ready, dressed up, going somewhere. But mommy has seen that over the previous days, I have overworked myself. I've been praying the whole night. I have been studying. I've been speaking. And then she will be expecting me to take a rest. And the time she realized I'm dressed up, going up, she just come and say, honey, we are not going anywhere. Hey, please, off the engine of the car. Please take the key. Give me the key. Give me the key. And you are not going anywhere. Your whole bishop. Then I'm standing there looking at her face. Then I turn around and I go in. Then she herself comes to me and starts taking off my shirt. And that's taking the help. Give me water. Give me, bring hot water for me. Then she'll put my legs in hot water, start massaging my legs. Get me this drug. Put this drug. Put it. Hey, please bring this food here. Bring this thing here. Then she'll give me some food or some tea or something. Get some drugs together. Give it to him. Please take, please take, please. Don't, you're not going anywhere. You don't want, I don't want you to kill yourself or me. Hey! Legitimate power. See, has certain amount of power because of the covenant of one flesh. Okay. There is also what power again? Co coercive power. Coercive power. Coercive power. People that have the ability. I can one day decide that somebody has done something like crab business school and I will say, you are out from here. I write a long letter and I said, you are out from here. Coercive power. And because I have coercive power, sometimes people have to have to listen to me and do what I ask them to do. Because I have coercive power. And then I also have what we call reward power. Reward power. Because I pay salaries at the end of the month. So I have reward power. People have reward power. But you see, all these powers are essential and crucial for you to be able to make changes. But they are very limited. The only unlimited power on earth, which anybody, anywhere, now all these powers I have shared with you, need a lot of conditions for you to be able to exercise it. To become an expert power, have an expert power to have an expert power you may have to go to school become a lawyer and then become a legal brain and then the way you swear to use it yeah some even 
even some power, you have to be at a certain age. If right now I take my son, Nana, that I want to consecrate Nana as a bishop. And some of you will rebel. That small boy, how can, even if I say I want to make him a pastor or even a minister, you will think so. But do you know that there's a power that Nana can have access to? It's called prayer power. That Nana at his age of 14 can decide to pray and things will happen. The only power that does not have limitation is prayer power. That is why sometimes eh, you can find a president who needs prayer. Despite the fact that the president is empowered and he rules the country and controls the country, sometimes you will see that something is not going well. His expertise is not working. Like our vice president is supposed to be an economic guru. But as a result of a lot of things, our economy is not doing well. So he will need prayers. He himself will come to a place and realize that challenge, the way things are going, we need prayers. I remember years ago when Rawlings was a military man and everybody was afraid of him. Powerful military man, everybody was afraid of him. One day an, um, an evangelist came to this country and came out of the crusade and said, I'm just leaving your president. I went to lead him to Christ. I went to pray for him and I went to lead him to Christ. And he was a broken man when I was living. And all of us were like, Rawlings? Rawlings was prayed for? Was a broken man? Our revolutionary leader? Arise, Ghana youth for your country. And this guy is there like this. And, and then he accepted Christ. Because all of them come to that place to realize that all types of powers have limitation. There is only one unlimited power, and that is the power of prayer. It's the power of prayer. And the devil is afraid of a prayerful Christian. And in the next few minutes, and this time I mean few minutes, I want to share because we'll continue this service from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, we are not closing the service. Today, we are not sharing benediction. We are not sharing benediction. Well, the service will keep going and keep going until Friday. Until Friday. Now, I want to show you how a young queen was able to use prayer power to turn tables around and to gain upper hand. A young queen in a foreign land. She did not have expert power. She did not even have reverent power. She was a queen, ceremonial position. She did not even have reverent power. She did not have expert power. She did not have legitimate power. She was a queen, but powerless. And this lady was surrounded by three men. Surrounded by three men. Young queen surrounded by three men. Can we move to slide six? Was surrounded by three men. So the whole service is here. 
whole message is here, and I want you to catch this. Okay? Now, I, listen. You feel very limited, but I want to give you the key to un, an unlimited lifestyle. I want you to be able to flow at a certain level of unlimited power. And you have it. That is the way the Christian life is designed. The Christian life is designed for you to break every limit to the glory of God. Are you here with me? Do you understand? Do you understand? You have so much power in prayer. So much power in prayer. So much power in prayer that if you discover the secret of prayer and you begin to depend on it, nothing shall be impossible for you. Uh, audiovisual, please look for a drawing of the armor of God. A Roman soldier dressed in the armor of God. I want to use that one to conclude. Please listen. Listen to me. This is a very important message for you. Because I feel that most Christians have become powerless in the face of wicked people. In the face of powerful wicked people. But you can turn it around. So you see, Esther was surrounded, number one, by a very powerful wicked man. A very powerful wicked man. Esther 3, 9 and 8 and 9. Then Haman said to King Zazis, There is a certain people dispersed. Now follow this carefully. There is a certain people dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of the kingdom who keep themselves separate. Who keep themselves separate? Do you understand? The, 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 the word used here for separate is the same word, it's, it's version that is used for church in the New Testament. Called out people, people who are separated. So the Jews were under slavery in a foreign land, but they kept themselves, they kept their faith. And the man could not stand it. Now he goes on to say, he goes on to say, their customs are different from those of all other people. It is what makes you different that people are afraid of. And that is your faith. And they do not obey the king's laws. It is not in the king's best interest to tolerate them. If it pleases the king, let a decree be issued to destroy them. And I will give 10,000 talents of silver to the king's administrators for the royal treasury. I asked him, I said, to check the balance, how much that money would be. Listen, the man said, there are some people, they are different from us. They don't obey the king's devilish laws. I cannot tolerate them. And I, want, I, I am paying money for them to be killed. 10,000 shekels. And it's now, it's how much now in Ghana? Huh? $3.4 billion. The man paid $3.4 billion. Killed them for you. 
Anybody who has gone to a shrine and has paid money, has given an offering for your life in this service this morning, may tender strike that person. Now, please don't joke with what I'm teaching. This week, eh, we are just praying some serious prayers. Don't joke with it. Those of you around last week, three days, you realize that God did things. And God will do even more. This, I'm saying that there's a man by name Haman who had gone to see the king. I will give you $3.4 billion. Kill this person for me. And yet you are here. You can't pay tight. You can't pay tight. These people have understanding. Eh? They know that the Bible says that your seed will possess the gates of your enemies. An offering can be a weapon. 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 Be a weapon. I went to my own church to preach this morning. Instead of receiving love offering, as I was saying, the Lord said, make a pledge to them. Make a pledge to them. He said, if we make this pledge to them and we pay the pledge, I will open the floodgates of blessings upon you. $3.4 billion. I am putting it in the treasury. I want you to issue a decree that these people should be killed. What are you talking about? You are sitting here, even offering is, offering is difficult for you. Somebody has entered into a shrine, has given an offering, and has set a date for you to die, and you are sitting here. Listen, in this world, eh, it's about power. It's about power. If you don't have some, you are useless. If you don't have some, you are useless. Some of you, when God has started blessing you, and you are in some corridors, and you are playing, you are playing, you are playing, you are playing. There are people, listen, this man, eh, if you saw him walking, he was the second most powerful man in the kingdom. Second most powerful man in the kingdom. But if you saw him coming from the, 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 the palace, you would never have imagined that he went to pay money for the slaughter of people. Anybody who has offered blood, has offered cows, bulls, has offered something to slaughter the members of your family, including you, your spouse, your children, your children's children, generations after you. I pray, let the angel with the flashing sword pursue them now. Let the angel with the flashing sword pursue them now. Let the angel with the flashing sword pursue them now. Jesus. Placing, he placed a price for their head. What we call, we call it booty? Bounty. Eh? Ransom. Bounty. Bounty. Place a bounty on their head. Kill them for me. Kill them. Kill them. And do you know the man's problem? He was the second most powerful man in the kingdom of 127 provinces. 
Nigeria is 66 states, eh? 30, 36 states. Plus Ghana, 37. That's what they say. I'm quoting them. I, I'm not in support of that, but I'm just quoting them. I'm just making the sermon nice. So don't say Bishop has given Ghana to Nigeria. No, no, no. We like the way we are. We, we, we don't have problem with Boko Haram. So we like it. We are here like that. You see, now, America is 55, eh? Or 50. America is 50-something plus Liberia. Okay, now, now, listen to me. Listen carefully to me. This man's provinces was, was 127, the king. The king. Now, his kingdom stretched from India to Ethiopia over, over 4,000 kilometers. It's like from Accra to Morocco. That was his kingdom. And the second most powerful man in that kingdom was called Haman. And at the entrance of the palace of the king, the gate men must bow down to Haman. But there was a Jew. Jews don't bow down to anything apart from God. So Haman didn't bow down. This man said, I am the second most powerful person in this kingdom. But one man who couldn't bow to me would not let me sleep. Listen, you think you are useless, eh? The fact that you are alive, somebody is still sleeping. The fact that you have a job, somebody is still sleeping. This second most powerful man, one person didn't bow to him. The Bible, the Bible talks when you read the book of Esther. He goes home and he couldn't sleep. Hmm. Brother, don't listen. Listen, you think you are fine. Eh? I hear people say, Me, I haven't done anything to anybody. And I don't believe anybody. Uh, me, 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 me. If you do me something, it will not do anything to me. If you do me something, it will not do anything to me. I know my covenant with God. Your covenant with God is founded on prayer. You may have knowledge of your covenant, but you may not have activated the covenant. Covenants are backed with principles, they are governed with principles. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You are, you, you, you. I mean, what are you talking about? Somebody is placing what? A booty. Bounty. What kind of booty here? <laughs> it's placing a bounty on your head. And you are around, declared three days fasting. You are home eating, chopping, eating, chopping. So, this man has gone to pay money. Unfortunately for Esther, this wicked man has planned something. But Esther had a weak man in his life. Mordecai. Mordecai who caused the problem. That was going to affect Esther and the rest. Instead of praying, was crying. Please. You cannot depend on a man for your spiritual battles. You must wage it yourself. You must wage it yourself. You are the one wearing the shoe. And you are the one who knows how painful it is. 
Nobody takes medicine for the sick person. Nobody. Today, may your God turn down with a loud tender. Amen. Today, may your God turn down with a loud tender. Amen. Today, may your God turn down with a loud tender. Amen. Today, may the God you serve turn down with a loud tender. Yes. Look, Esther 31. When Mordecai learned of all that had been done, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes, and went out into the city, wailing loudly and bitterly. Your husband is worrying you, so you are crying. He doesn't solve a problem. Your business is not going well. You have become bitter against everybody. And the church did not help me. And this one did not care. And they didn't come to visit me. And they didn't do this. And they didn't do that. And they didn't do that. Listen, let me tell you. 90% of people you tell your problems to, they don't care. When you go, they make mockery of you. They use your case to justify their failure. Stop talking and start praying. 8% of people who hear your troubles care, but they can't help. Only 2% cares and can help, but you won't find them. You won't see them. But there is a God up here. There is a God up here who cares, who loves yes. and has the power and he is willing, he is willing, he is willing Amen. to intervene for you. Amen. This man puts on sackcloth and is walking in town. <laughs> he reminds me of my big brother he's watching now. When he got a broken heart. A girl broke his heart when he was we was in his early 20s and was crying on the street for the raka. Uh, uh, and I met him, my brother. I thought somebody has, I thought my father or mother had died. Though. I said, Brother, then I said, I Frida. Frida. And I was, I was having biscuits. The man was crying, Frida, Mr. Jabir. I said, Thank you. <laughs> That was how he didn't get Frida to marry. Somebody else married Frida. If he had not cried but had prayed, he would have married Frida. All of us have our freedoms. Things that are causing us pain. Is any man in trouble? Let him pray. Is any man in trouble? Let, let him pray. pray. Is any man in trouble? Let him pray. So Esther decided to activate. So the dead man around Esther was a wealthy man with a lot of protocols. You see, the, the king was so powerful. Before the king chose Esther, they brought a lot of virgins. And he would break your virginity in the night and say, No, no, I don't like her. And then they bring another one, break your virginity, I don't like it. Bring another one, break virginity, I don't like it. Only virgins. Broke several virginities and now rich Esther. Okay, this one. I like this one. 
I like this one. So he married Esther. But Esther, okay? The castle, Akunyaira. Akunyaira, Unye. When said Nana, Nana, Ehumba, Nandi Kondoa, and said Nana Frel. If Nana wants to sleep with a woman, then Nana will remember, oh, me Wakunyaira. Esther was Akunyaira. Esther was married to the king, which was the wife of the throne. The king had concubine. So Esther could not get up and go to the husband. Esther could not. He couldn't go to the husband. So Esther realized that I'm a queen, but I have no power. An evil, wicked man has power. In the corridors of influence, an evil man had power. Let me tell you this. You sit here. One day, evil men will enter into our flagstaff house, our jubilee house, and they will tell the church not to meet. We were meeting in classrooms when one day a law came. Charismatics, all of us will leave the classroom. They thought we would collapse. We moved to parks. And then they started walling the parks so that we can't have access. Then we moved to cinema halls. And we started buying the cinema halls. Started buying the parts they sacked us from. Because we were praying. We were praying. We were praying. We were praying. Several times our church was sacked from where we were meeting. Our pastor will announce we are meeting on a park somewhere. Sometimes we met beside gutters, gutters to pray. Nowhere to pray. We just meet there and pray. Today look at what the Catholic churches have become. We are powerful. Because our power is driven by prayer. We have unlimited power. Are you here? So let me conclude with this scripture. And then we start prayer. And then I will ask you to join me. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's called the Watchman Conference. Now, now look at this. So Esther knew that I can't go to my king, but there must, something must be done. So let's go to the next slide. Now, Esther 4, 16. Go. You know, he was standing there. They said, go. Gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. The queen decided, let me declare three days fasting and prayer. I am declaring three days fasting and prayer. I am calling a solemn assembly. I am declaring three days, three holy days. We are meeting as a church to pray. Any human who has targeted you must perish. Now look. I am my attendance will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king. Even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So there was a law that Haman knew that Esther could not come to the king. I will kill his people before she comes to the king. So he was activating the law. Esther said, there is a law against me, but I'm coming against that law in three days fasting and prayer. 
Whatever is working against you, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we will come against them. Yes, we will come against them. Yes, we will come against them. Amen. We will come against them. Amen. Come early. Don't arrive at seven, eight when we are closing. Come early. Now listen, listen. Look at the next scripture. Look at the. Can we go to the next scripture? I. Now, I want to show you the response. After the three days fasting and prayer, the response, Esther chapter 9, verse 1. On the 13th day of the 12th month, the month of Ada, the edict commanded by the king, was to be carried out. On this day, the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them. So see, they set a date for their death. As you are sitting here, some of you, have, your date is 40 years, some of you, 60 years, some of you, 55 they want to kill you. But what I know in the Bible is that the Bible says that 70, 75, and 80. That's what I was telling you when I had the queen had died, 96, in her bed, 96 years in her bed. I told mommy, me to have died at 96 in my bed. Mommy said, Mommy said, and who will be your wife? Because I'm going at 86. She said, we'll go at 86. So 90. Says, who will be your wife? I said, but that time, even if you are alive, you will be a monument. My friend, let me have my life. <laughs> let me have my life. Are, 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 you, are you following me? Are you following me? Now, now, listen, listen, listen. On this day, the, the, the enemies of Jews had hoped to overpower them. There is a day Satan has set aside to overpower your marriage, to overpower your business. Business is going fine. Something will just come in one day. You get into debt. Something will just happen. And that is the end of your life. You are working fine in a company. One day, a very good day, you just went, met your, your boss at the car park. You have forgotten. You not greet your boss. And enmity begins. He writes a letter outside you. You did, not, you did not predict it. A date had been set for Satan to overcome you. But in three days, we'll cancel that date. Are you here? I stand as the set man in your life. As the prophet of God in your life. And I declare, any date set for Satan to overcome you, I declare that date is cancelled. That date is cancelled. In the name of Jesus. Now here, I love this scripture. But now, the tables were turned. And the Jews got the upper hand over those who hated them. May you get upper hand over those who hate you. May the tables turn in your favor. May the tables turn in your favor. May the tables turn in your favor. On this day, the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them. But now the tables were turned and the Jews got the upper hand over those who hated them. All you need right now is to get upper hand over those who hate you. 
That is how you progress. You must have upper hand over those who hate you. You must have upper hand over those who hate you. The tables must turn. Yeah. I declare that this week the tables will turn. Amen. The tables will turn in your favor. Amen. The tables will turn in your favor. Amen. The tables will turn in your favor. Yes. ministry to your family is that you are a watchman. You know what Esther did was the work of the watchman. An enemy has set a date to slaughter the Jew. One woman decided day or night I will not sleep. I am watching over the souls of the Jews. I started praying. I'll show you. I, uh, can you go to where the watchman preacher is? Let me show these beautiful people a scripture. Let me show these beautiful people a scripture. Now, this week we are having the watchman conference. The, your ministry to your family is that you are a watchman. Every soul in that family is under you. You are supposed to watch over those souls. Why did you get born again? Why did God save you out of that family? Why are you a tongue stalker? When watchmen sleep, people, the family scatters. Look, go to the next slide. Let me show the people of God. Isaiah 62, 67, 67. I have posted watchmen on your walls, Jerusalem. They will never be silent day or night. There's too much quietness in your bedroom. There's too much quietness. The, the sound of TV is too much. The sound of videos on your phone is too much. There is too much. Your neighbor has never heard your prayer before. And you are supposed to be a watchman for your family. The sound of prayer is, is, is quiet. If you come to church like this, the next person standing beside you cannot hear your prayer. Let's pray. I'm praying in my heart. I'm praying in my heart. They will never be silent day or night. You who call on the name of, on the Lord, give yourself no rest. Give yourself no rest. Give yourself no rest. Listen, Deb, listen. The three days lockdown I'm doing, I'm inviting you. You may be about 40, you might not be a pastor. Just come and stay there. Let them start. It's called jump start. If your, your battery is weak, if your battery is weak, you look for a stronger battery to jump, jump your listen, and it starts. And if you are coming, I don't want trouble. I don't want you to come and say, I'll come in the morning and go home. No. We are offering phones. We are disconnecting. We have a dormitory style accommodation. If you don't like it, uh, Accra Business School has rooms. You can rent some and stay there. I'm converting a chief worship center into a dormitory. Over 300 young pastors have registered. Come and mingle with them and pray. Let them jumpstart your engine for you. Let them jumpstart your batteries. Now you are too cold. You are too quiet. You are too silent. The sound of war is coming towards your house. And you are not meeting the sound of war with the sound of prayer. And give him no rest. 
Give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the prince of the earth. Until you are established, until your marriage is established, give God no rest. When we God, I'm saying, when you finish creating the heavens and the earth, a man, you went for rest. I have come. I'm waking you up. Don't sleep. Don't rest. Let's have a communication here. Until my marriage becomes the praise of the earth, until my children become the praise of the earth, until my business becomes the praise of the earth, I am not giving myself rest, neither will I give you rest. It is better to wrestle with God than to wrestle with problems. Can we go? Next slide, please. Now look at Ezekiel 33, 1 to 7. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. Speak to your people and say to them, when I bring a sword against a land, when I bring a sword against a land, and the people of the land choose one of their men and make him their watchman here. And he sees the sword coming against the land and blows the trumpet to warn the people. Then if anyone hears the trumpet and does not heed the warning and the sword comes and takes their life, their blood will be on their own head. Sword is on the way to your family. God has made you the watchman. You must blow the trumpet. And the trumpet is prayer. This week, let's blow the trumpet. You have a sound of trumpet on the keyboard. Blow it for me. Now, since they heard the sound of the trumpet and did not heed the warning, their blood would be on their own head. If they had heeded the warning, they would have been saved. They would have saved themselves. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people, and the sword comes and takes someone's life, that person's life will be taken because of their sin. But I will hold the watchman accountable for their blood. What the Lord is saying that if your sister goes for prostitution and she is killed, eh, she may be killed for her sin, but because you do not blow the trumpet, you'll be held responsible. The watchman ministry of the believer is that when people are sleeping in your house, you should be awake. Don't hate your brothers and sisters because they are not Christians. It is your ministry to pray for them. Are you, you are called to be an intercessor. Your real power is in prayer. Your influence can be felt in prayer. Can I, can I, hear, can I hear the sound of the trumpet of a watchman here? I mean shout like a trumpet. Yeah! Right? Rise on your feet. <laughs> One time God called the Jews together and then a trumpet sounded. The Bible says that the trumpet sounded long and the longer the trumpet sounded, the more God spoke. And the louder the trumpet was, the more they heard the voice of God. May God raise you as a trumpeter here in this house. Amen. A watchman to stand in the gap for your people. A watchman to stand in the gap for your people. Everybody you meet, you associate with, in the office where you work, everywhere you are, God has positioned you there as a watchman. The next 10 minutes. Give me 10 more minutes, let's pray. Give me 10 more minutes, let's pray. Any sword on the way to your house, 
any sword that has targeted your spouse, your children, your business. You are asking the sword, go back to sender. Lift up your voice and pray. Go back to sender in the name of Jesus. Let the sword return to the center. Lift up your voice. The sword of premature death. The sword of wicked men, the sword of marital failure, Shakadaba, as we pray in the name of Jesus, the Son of God, the sword of an attack, the sword of diseases, back to sender, prophecy source, we command back to sender, we pray back to sender, the sword of business failure, we command back to sender, Anybody who has poured blood on a shrine and has set a date for your death, as we pray right now, any Haman in your family, Jesus. 
that is working in a shrine against your life against the life of your family members tender is striking them yes lord let up your voice yes lord yes lord let the thunder of the lord let the thunder of the lord strike anyone in the name of jesus Amen. There will never be weeping 
and gnashing of teeth in your house. Amen. I declare this week that you will harvest from where you are not so. Amen. The enemies who have guarded against you, your God will scatter them. Yes. A demonic word against you is going back to the person who spoke it. Amen. Any stone that is rolled against you is rolling back to the person. Yes. Your children are secure. Amen. Your life is secure. Amen. Your husband is secure. Amen. Your wife is secure. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Your family is secure. Amen. Your, the works of your hands are secure. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. From now to the end of the year, we cancel any bad news. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Those who have targeted you for slaughter, may they drink their own blood. Jesus' name. Any altar, any altar that is waiting for your blood, may that altar crash fire right Jesus now. Name. May that altar crash fire right Jesus now. Name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Any black stone, any black pot waiting for your blood, waiting for your blood. May they have an experience with the blood of Jesus. Yes, Lord. We send the blood of Jesus against Amen. them. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Any family you represent here is secured. Amen. Any son you represent here is secured. Amen. Any daughter you represent here is secured. Amen. Any husband you represent here is secure. Yes. Any wife you represent here is secure. Amen. Any business you represent here is secure. Amen. Any brother you represent here is secure. Amen. Any sister you are represent here is secure. Yes. Any mother you are represent here is secure. Yes. Any father you are represent here is secure. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Any appointment with death is cancelled. Amen. Any appointment with death is cancelled. Amen. Any appointment with death is cancelled. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If we believe, you give the Lord a mighty Yes, heart. Lord. Yes, Lord. I declare. I declare. I speak that your seed will possess the gates of your enemies. Your tithe will bring down your enemies in the name of Jesus. It is done. It is secured. If we believe, give the Lord a loudest clap offering.